We live in a attraction-based universe. Mm. Our bodies are pure energy. Atoms are 99.9999% free space. So it's not even solid. And we're living in this holographic reality that responds to us based on the frequency of us, which I call the frame. So we are creating our own reality, but most of us don't know that. So we are recreating what we don't want over and over and over again. And when you focus on something on TV that's bad, you literally match that frequency. And now you're vibrating that thing and you're creating that thing. So th what I'm really starting to play with right now is how do I stay in alignment with what I want to create the reality I want while the pieces fall into place to make it happen? Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. I'm super excited for this episode today. We've got a master mindset coach, and those are my words, that's not his words, but um, I've actually uh, had the privilege of getting to know this guy um, spending some time with him. And every time that I've been in his presence, like I just, my mind gets shifted in a way that isn't normal. And, you know, I'm a reader. I love to read books. I love to learn. I love to watch YouTube. I'm, I'm just an avid learner, but there's something different when you get in the presence of someone who's a master at, you know, human psyche and mindset and is really just able, as he was talking about when we were having a conversation yesterday, just really tapping into frequency and energy. And I don't want to steal his thunder, but Jason, thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, Mike. Uh, great to connect today. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And, you know, I've watched you from a distance for a few years now. And just, you know, you've really had some profound impacts on a lot of different people's lives. And I think, you know, when somebody shows up the way that you do, I, I always love just having a conversation and just kind of trying to dissect, you know, who are you and what drives you and what motivates you? And, and it, I'm excited to get into that. Yeah. Well, let's find out. I'd, I'd like to know too. Yeah. <laughs> well, a quick question. So who's had the greatest impact on your life? Because I know you've had a major mm -hmm. impact on many others, but who was that person <clears throat> for you? Well, it's pretty clear that it's got to be uh, Tony Robbins has probably had the most biggest impact on my life because this entire pivot in my life that started 2012, this whole journey to coaching, it's almost like my life didn't exist before that. But it was basically I started listening to Tony Robbins, personal power about 20 years ago, personal power one, personal power two, when I started my first company in 2007, worked, worked that for a couple of years, hired a Tony Robbins coach, went to some events. And then one day I'm on a coaching call in 2012. And my coach asked me, have you ever thought about becoming a coach? And when he asked that question, it was like I got struck by lightning. Mm. It was like my life changed with one question. And I knew in that moment I was going to become a coach. I had no idea how I'm going to replace my income or leave tech sales and do all that stuff. But I knew it was going to happen. So it was basically that shift into coaching has had the biggest impact on my life over say over the past 10 years is pretty much the biggest impact of my life I've had. So yeah. you've, you've become a master at really... I mean, even just, I sat with you for two hours yesterday and, and just watched you, you know, just um, in your gift, in your flow, in your craft, if you will, you've become a master at like mining out what success looks like for other people. If you could narrow it down to one thing that has had the greatest impact on your success, what would that be? Good question. The, 
you know, looking back now, the I would say like, because I've been a code professional coach for 10 years, but I didn't really start making money until like three years ago, right? So about three years ago is when I stopped trying to force my will on the planet. Like I stopped trying to force my will onto life. And when I started to work with life, that's when stuff, because I realized when I was trying to just try the Tony way of like, yes, do it, make it happen, you know, and there's times for that. For me, it wasn't working. And when I stopped doing that and started looking around and opened myself up to new directions and opened myself up to help and all of those things, worked on my worthiness, my ability to receive, that's really my partnership with life started. Mm, that is so good. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this yesterday when you and I were chatting and in so much in life, my audience included, myself at times, you know, we're looking around and we've got this W-2 job or our profession or, you know, our business that we uh, despise, um, yeah. whatever it is. And we're always looking for this other, you know, better, bigger version of us. What's the I just want to get right to this because I, I've really been pondering lately, like very seldom is it my actual business or my profession or my practice or whatever that's the real issue. It's just like being centered and finding, um, you know, what it is that I truly want. What, what are the top few things that you see with people um, that really creates that barrier? Am I wrong with that? Is it, is it really the business that we despise or is it something within us? And as you were just, you know, talking about that, you know, even you just a couple of years ago, where do people get stuck on this? There's common areas where people get stuck, right? So some people get stuck, they're pointed in the wrong direction and they don't know it. And, and they are working so hard in like focusing on mental toughness because mental toughness is a part of it, right? But mental toughness, really what it is, it means like I'm not going to stop. So sometimes people are grinding in, in the wrong direction. And, and what, I've, what I've come to understand over the past like three years, really, and, and that's transformed my life and the life of my clients is that Hard work doesn't create success. Alignment with success creates success. A hard work increases your chances of getting into alignment. And if you, if you watch the, uh, the seven-figure Instagram followers and stuff like that, when they get interviewed and talked about their success, they all give you their habits, right? Because most of them don't actually know what created success. So they talk about their habits and we get people taking cold showers and, you know, waking up at 4am and stuff like that, right? So we start copying other people's models of success, thinking it'll work for ourselves. But really, each of us have our own model of success and our own path, which typically is contradicted by our, our brain and our social conditioning. In regards to your question about, is it my business or it's... And what I'm kind of hearing you say is it's almost it's never enough. Mm. Right. Like it's, is it the W2? Is it the job? It's whatever, you know, and, 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 and entrepreneurs are gifted and what I believe gifted and cursed with the ability to see things better than they are. Yeah. So we make them better than we are. And, 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 and oftentimes we can get into this pattern where we get in resistance to the present moment because we're so fixated on the future. Wow. So, that's actually something I've been diving into a lot lately because when people say to me, well, why can't you just be grateful? I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Like, <laughs> like literally, if you tell a hard drive, a successful entrepreneur and tell them to be grateful, they're like, that doesn't mean anything, right? Because we are driven by solving big problems and big goals and playing at a big level and being challenged. And, and although we all complain to our friends and our peer groups and our pods about it, that's what we love about it, right? So it's almost like I've been focusing lately on how to trade my focus on how to get what I want in the future 
to how do I create my life right now to get what I want? Man, I freaking love that. And that's one thing that like, I think I was so fortunate from an early age because, you know, I've never, and this is like a cliche, everybody talks about it. Like, I don't want to wait till I'm 60 to retire and enjoy life. But I knew that as a young entrepreneur, I didn't know why I knew that. And this is why I really love talking to you because it's like, um, you know, it helps me dissect. I didn't know why I knew that. I just, I just knew it. And from a young age found that. But when you're talking through this too, you and I were discussing this a little bit yesterday, but you know, there's, I mean, even with GoBundance, there's this one sheet and I think it's powerful and I think it's awesome and we love it, but there's Mm -hmm. so many people in this day and age and even coaches and real estate gurus and everything else that are just like, you need passive income, you need passive income, you need passive income. And I've often like looked at my life and I'm like, you know, what gave me the ability to generate passive income? was the mm-hmm. active income in my business. And so I think sometimes we get stuck on, you know, even just yeah. thinking about that, there's so many people that are like, I want to quit my job or I want this. And really the, the, the key to being able to do that is passive income. But what nobody understands, it takes a lot of freaking work to get enough passive income to quit your job. And so I think there's almost like, like you were talking about cold plunges and everything else. And there's yeah. almost like this, I love what you bring it back to with misalignment because yeah. we just don't really understand what that really even means to have enough passive income to quit your job. And then is it really freaking passive? Good point, right? So like, like, like two things. Like, so if you find somebody who's trying to get enough money to not work again, they haven't found the work they're supposed to do yet. Because people would ask me like, hey, would you sell JDC? Like, what do you want? I'm like, well, then what would I do? Like, until, you know, I didn't start, like, I'm 49. I didn't be, become a coach until I was 37. Up until then, it was like, let's work towards the weekend. Let's, how do I not work and have money? And along that path, I found this, this passion where I just love doing it. It lights me up. It challenges me. It, I create connections. I learn new things. I help people. So a lot of times people, when I hear the younger guys, especially in GoBundance, I'm passive income. I'm like, you haven't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. Like there's a passion for you to, to, to dive into. And I, and I find that a lot of people don't go that far in that direction because they get too caught up in it. And what, what, what really, and you asked the question you asked me earlier, like what, what's the problem most people have? The problem by far that most people have is they actually have resistance to what they want. They just don't know it. Dig in on that. So for example, let's say you've got somebody who doesn't make, wants to make more money. And they're basically saying, I want to make more money. They got this job. And on the weekends, they talk to their buddies, complain about the boss, and he's spending all this money on his boat and he should be paying us more, like, right? So it's like they, those guys want to make more money. But at the same time, they have a resistance because they think rich people are bad. So if, if, if there's a person who is working hard to make more money, but they believe that rich people are greedy or money is the root of all evil or money doesn't grow on trees, there's misalignment subconsciously that's preventing them from becoming that thing because they have resistance to the end identity that they're after. That's interesting. So I know this guy is named John Matson, and he said something, mm-hmm. and I'm just curious yeah. your take on this. Um, he's an ex-NFL player. Um, mm-hmm. He owns a company called SuperFit. So he, you know, coaches people on becoming just like a superhuman physically. But he made a yeah. comment. He said what he, was, what he was really talking about, and I'll just kind of, this, this spawned this thinking in my brain. He said that being fit is the same thing as like wealth. Most of us can't really accept the fact that we actually want to be wealthy. Um, yeah. And we won't just say it. Like, I want to be wealthy. I want to have nice things. I want to, you know, mm-hmm. not worry about money. We, we, we kind of dance around it. And you said something at breakfast yesterday that made me start thinking through this. He said, health is the same thing. Like most people want to say, well, you know, I want to be healthy so that I'm around for my grandkids and, you know, these things that are like 30, 40 years away. And he's like, why can't we just say that I want to be able to take my shirt off on the beach and look good? 
Or why can't we just say that I want to be sexy for my wife? And it just opened up my mind, whether it's money or whether it's, you know, um, health or whatever it is, like we won't just say what it is that we actually want. Because we don't really know. We haven't stopped to think about it. Mm. You said something yesterday and you were talking about misalignment. Once we actually stop to think about it and we start to figure out what it is that we want, how do we just stop and accept that? Because I think sometimes we just continue to, to, to fight that. Could you ask me that a different way? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of, well, for me, maybe it's just me and maybe we're going to go into coaching me for a second. We may. <laughs> maybe that's a better way to, I think sometimes, you know, I've fought even with investing for freedom. I've come to the point where like, this is really simple for me. Mm-hmm. I just really want relationships, experiences, memories. If I want to take my family to Dubai, I don't want to be in the back of the plane for 11 hours. I want to be comfortable. I want to spend $30,000. I want to have the nicest experience possible. But I don't normally say that out loud. I mostly just be like, you know what? I want investing for freedom. I want income so that I can just, you know, serve my family and serve more people. And I've really been struggling with that and just coming to accept that it's really just freaking simple. I just want to have an amazing life. Yeah. Yeah. It's that simple. (laughs) Well, there's, there's, there's a little bit of resistance to saying that. There's a little bit of, no, I may be wrong, but there's a little bit of resistance. And there's also a little bit of need for, we all want to be approved and accepted by other people, right? Um, and we haven't done much coaching, so I don't know. But but sometimes going in that direction, like other people are going to think differently of you mm. because society thinks that way about certain people. And when you start going in that direction, certain your your peer group may change as you get more and more aligned with the higher level of success. And but but let's face it, right? The, the people, the reason that more people aren't on this path of success, like that, the level that, that you and I are, well, you're ahead of me. But the level that that we're on is because most people don't have like the guts and the willingness to deal with the discomfort to do it. Everybody wants it, whether they say it or not. Everybody, and it may not be money, but it's what money gives you. It's freedom. It's resources. Who doesn't want freedom and resources, right? So you get a lot of people who have tried in their life multiple times and they don't know how to make more money than their job. So then they just settle. Mm. Now, they can have a completely happy life, of course, right? But I'm like you and I don't see any reason to have any limitation. There's no limit to the money on the planet. If I have more, that doesn't mean someone else has less. So the more more money I have, the more good, more freedom I have, and also the more good I could do. So for me and for you, it's probably more about maximizing. But some of it's probably just you haven't taken the time to own that next identity. That's really good. And you know, talking about owning that next identity, how? I'm just curious about this from a coaching perspective, because I think so many people know that they want something more. Like, what do you see? Because obviously you coach a ton of people and we, we love Tony Robbins and it, sure. you know, getting people on, on, on the, uh, I guess, identity change wheel. How, why do so many people realize that they want something different, but they can't identify it? Um, and, and what do you think is that moment where, where they really start breaking through? And I've tried to dissect this. Like, what separates someone who goes on the journey and get successful from someone who just stays in the mud and, and doesn't acknowledge it and actually start moving through it. A decision to go on that journey. This is why I love you. It's, 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 it's really that simple, right? It's really that simple. You know, so it's usually what happens is that most people have had failures and challenges and setbacks that made, that were painful. You've had them too, right? Your success had lots of failures in there. So did mine. And 
you know, JDC is like my fifth company, right? So there's this, we had, they haven't literally recovered from the, the pain of that one. Mm. So, or so there was a big loss or they took a big hit or it affected their relationship or was there something bad happened so that they don't aim at that level again, or it just crushed them too much. That one failure from 15 years when they lost that baseball tournament, gave it all their God in high school that they're like, I'm never going to, I don't ever want to feel that way again. Mm. So we literally get trapped in the mindset which is cre- usually created by the justification of our past failures. I'm, I'm curious too, just like I was thinking as you were saying this, um, I used to work for uh, a huge mining company when I had my construction company and they had these things called the cardinal rules. And the reason mm-hmm. why they called them cardinal rules because they were written in blood. Somebody died and these cardinal rules, if you violated it when you were on their mine site, you were immediately were kicked off mm-hmm. because somebody had died before. And you know, when I look at somebody like you, um, me, when you're talking about that, it's the scars, it's the wounds, it's the battle wounds. And we just, we keep mm-hmm. going. And I think sometimes people from the outside think, oh, look at Jason, like everything's perfect. You know, he's got this um, great life and, and everything just comes yeah. naturally and easy to him. Um, but that's so far from the truth to your point. Like everybody, uh, it's the cardinal rules. Like these things are written in blood, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. And, and I think that's a, the world we live in today, and I'm just curious about your opinion, like how we overcome this, the world we live in, everybody's just showing their wins, but the people that are most successful have like the biggest battle wounds, right? They do. They do, right? Like the people that have more money, like you have more money than, the reason you have more money than the people who have less money than you is that you've been focused longer with more focus on making more money. And those people around you that have more money than you, they've been focused on making money more longer than you, longer than you have, right? So money is not hard to make. You just have to learn how. Mm. And money is a process. So when you start taking action right now, you don't see, there's no immediate results, but it's always a process. And most people just give up the process too soon. Interesting. We're kind of on a thread with this. And this is the third question I ask every guest, but what was your yeah. greatest setback and what'd you learn from it? Well, the, the biggest setback that I had was when my first company failed, 986 Incorporated, designed and manufactured race car driver cooling suits. I took, we took some money from an investor and I raised about 450 grand. And that was a great lesson and be careful who you do business with, right? Every entrepreneur is going to get burned at some point until they learn that lesson. And basically... There were some notes taken because he said he would never call him and the money was out of kind of, he says, take a note. I'll just never, I'll never call it. But he got, he got divorced from his wife who had all the money. We got thrown in the divorce settlement and we got sued. And that just like went from, oh my God, I have my own company. This is going to be amazing to I'm at a W2 again. And it like crushed me while I was a relatively new Tony Robbins coach trying to manage my state on every single call. And it was one of the hardest things I did. And it was actually in that process of the lawsuit. Like I would have like my attorney would be, I get an email from my attorney and I would have a panic attack. And it was in that moment when I realized that I can change my beliefs because Tony Robbins never changed, told me how to change beliefs. He told me how to change my state, not change my beliefs. And I literally figured out how to change beliefs in two minutes. So I started changing my beliefs. And that was like literally the foundation of frame shifting that I do today that happened. The foundation of all of my coaching expertise and methodology today comes from my biggest failure. Like we declared, we actually declared bankruptcy, right? Because we were going to court. Um, and it was just, you know, doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, it's who wins in court, right? So he, the attorney saw all of these expenses to hotels and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, we were flying to the racetrack to test equipment, right? Like, so he just looked at that and saw we were wasting money and just was billing by the hour, right? So it was like bankruptcy or get a corporate judge of malfeasance on you. So that's what I did, you know, almost 10 years ago. So it was, um, 
was a challenging moment, but it was a really good lesson because when I was in that lawsuit, I decided that this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to me and I don't know how. And then me and my friend who worked for a tech company, I was starting out coaching. He was starting in a tech company. He was in charge of channel marketing. So he basically drove some channel marketing funds to my coaching business so I could do speaking for the channel partners. And so we could get money to pay the attorney fees, which was the beginning of my speaking career. It's crazy the way that that got, you know, just kind of unfolds and unwinds. I'm curious yeah. on the change your state versus change your belief. I, th mm -hmm. I think I probably get this. Um, yeah. but I just want to kind of dissect that a little further because I, you know, I, I enjoy Tony Robbins, love being at the event and we, yeah. I, I can, I can tell when I'm in a state that I need to get out of. And I yeah. love that, you know, change your state. It changes the current mm -hmm. energy. But I think when you're talking about changing a belief, like that's so much more permanent. Um, and I'd love for you it to is. just kind of go a little deeper on that. So when you, so if you're having a, if you're in a negative state, your mindset is having a reaction to something in the world. There's a reaction there. And that reaction is like, and, and basically, because, because as much as we hate to admit it, life is meaningless, right? The meaning is created by your brain. So when you view the world or a situation, your brain creates a reaction based on your beliefs about that situation. Mm -hmm. So when, you, and so if that triggers a negative emotional state, you're in a belief of a belief structure around that thing. Now with, with, with Tony Robbins, his tool was to change your emotional state. So you go from that state, that belief structure to a different state, a different belief structure, and you feel different about that situation, but you didn't change the default mindset about it. And I think the reason I haven't had a conversation with him, I'd love to, but the, the, what I'm doing is I'm operating at the level above mindset. So when you, when you want to change mindset from the level of mindset that which is the way most coaching NLP, Tony Robbins stuff that was created, you know, like in the eighties, those tools were the only ways you could change mindset from the level of mindset. So it's very difficult to change a belief in your mindset from the level of mindset. When you change your mindset from the level above mindset, which is like the frequency of you or like to call frame, it's like that instant. So those are the, that's the reason why, because I didn't start accessing that higher level awareness until like the past, like five to six years. So that was the only way to do that back then. But now, this is the newer, faster way. When we're talking about frequency too, and I, I really want to dive into this to the depth that you can. Um, sure. On a, you know, we got 15 minutes left. Um, yeah. You were talking yesterday about just, you know, the, the, the time that we're in. And um, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're like, things are really speeding up and there's a lot going on right now. And I'll, yeah. I'll say this just from a practical perspective. I remember reading, I think it was in Outliers or something. And when you look at like the, you know, Bill Gates and, and Steve Jobs and these guys, they were all born within this little period of time. And, and I, I just think there's some crazy things that you just can't explain in the world. Um, you know, whether it's, um, you know, America being the superpower that it is because, you know, for such a time as this and, and whatever mm -hmm. the reasonings are, but when you're talking about frequency and I think I want to call attention to this because I think there's a lot going on in the world. And I think mm -hmm. we can be in our zombie mode and just be like, oh, it's just busy in time and whatever. And we're distracted. But you said something yesterday. There's like a lot of change happening right now and, and things are speeding up. Can you address that? Well, it is right. Like, I don't know where we're going, um, but I do know that all of our major institutions that were designed over the past 20, 30, 40 years are not designed to serve the whole, they serve the few. Yeah. So all of those systems are coming down to change, government, healthcare, education, banking, right? They're all changing, right? And so you have the, the people that have been benefiting all of that, fighting as best they can to stop that evolution, mm -hmm. right? But we're basically, I've, I've read theories about 
you know, we're in a different part of the Milky Way galaxy than we've ever been because it takes 26,000 years to go around it, right? So we're in a different level of that where we're in a different energy right now. It's different, right? Because like, you know, I'm 49. You remember the 90s, right? You could you could put the you could put the personal growth in the closet, close the door and put the laundry basket in front of it, right? And forget about it. But now you can't, right? It's it's like nonstop growth over and over and over again. So it's literally like we're what I believe is like the frequency of everything is increasing. So everything within you that's doesn't align at the new frequency has to get processed and integrated. And that's why we're going through much, so much growth. The more you lean into that, the faster you will go. But the faster you will go, the more stuff you've got to integrate. So it's almost like when you... I try to play at the level where I just like to explore what's possible. Yes, 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 yes. I say yes to everything. And 80% of the time, I'm out of alignment. Because you get into alignment, alignment creates growth, growth creates misalignment. And it's like, how fast can you can you do that over and over again? So there's constant growth. And sometimes I feel crazy. And sometimes I feel amazing and unstoppable. So it's almost like, it almost feels like we have new systems that are coming online that we don't know how to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with our ability to connect to other people, our ability of awareness, like because the coaching tools I use are getting faster and faster and faster. Um, six years ago, it would like take me sometimes six months of coaching to be able to do a belief change with somebody. I can do a belief change with anybody now in 10 minutes. Because I think like, you know, and like 30 years ago, nobody did yoga, right? Now everybody does. So we're, we're, the, the collective is more open to those ideas of higher consciousness and the higher things and better things. And that's the best I can explain it. But I've just, yeah, we're, we're expanding. It feels like it's accelerating to me. Well, and I, I love the way that you talked about systems because I like my brain just went to, you know, when a, when a new version of a, a software comes out, not yeah. only does the software come out on, you know, the computer, but every app and everything associated with it also has to upgrade that software. Yeah. And so I'm just sitting here thinking about this. I feel like everybody senses this. I just think a lot of, you know, like an app knows if your app yeah. isn't working right, maybe it needs to be updated. And I think as humans, we all know, we all sense that there's some real crazy things going on right now. And I think that's why I'm so intrigued when you called it to my attention yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the question is like, you know, what do we do about it? And I think some people are like, you know, I'm going to spend more time with Jason Drees um, <laughs> and I'm going to figure it out and go on the journey. I think everybody senses it, but I yeah. think a lot of people don't know what to do with it. Well, if you, well, what you, a couple of things you should do is stop watching the news, mm. right? Because it's a propaganda machine, right? It's, have you noticed now that if you go look at the movies at the movie theater, 80% are, are, are violent horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just all, so I don't want to talk about who's in charge or whatever, but the, 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 the people that are running or whatever, the collective energy of entertainment, news, government has a very specific agenda. Mm-hmm. And, it's a, and it's a fear machine, right? It's a fear machine. And there's, there's stuff there. There's corruption. There's all this crazy stuff we never thought. Like 20 years ago in the 80s, you're like, you know, I was a Reagan guy. I grew up in the 80s, right? So it was like that stuff would have never, but then, you know, even the video that Tucker Carlson released on January 6th the other day, like yesterday, just some crazy stuff. So, so there's, so you can focus on that experience, Yeah. but if you look out your window and your grocery store, is your life any different than it was two years ago or even four years ago, other than maybe there's not people with masks and maybe gas costs a little more. Right. <laughs> so, so the other thing is like, you're only going to have the experience that you are a frequency match to. We live in a attraction based universe. 
Mm. Our bodies are pure energy. Atoms are 99.9999% free space. So it's not even solid. And we're living in this holographic reality that responds to us based on the frequency of us, which I call the frame. So we are creating our own reality, but most of us don't know that. So we are recreating what we don't want over and over and over again. And when you focus on something on TV that's bad, you literally match that frequency. And now you're vibrating that thing and you're creating that thing. So what I'm really starting to play with right now is how do I stay in alignment with what I want to create the reality I want while the pieces fall into place to make it happen? But the average person is waking up every day. They're looking at their life, their bank account, their job, their relationship, their body, their health, their kids or whatever. And they have a reaction. Yep. And from that state of reaction, they're taking action. Mm. But usually it's out of fear or negativity or resistance. So that their starting point is a disempowered, misaligned place of attraction, um, attraction. Because if you get into an argument with your wife and you're pissed off, you need to cool off, right? You're not, you should, you know, you know, you know, when you just have a disagreement, you got to walk away. You know, the best thing to do is to not go right back. You're like, nope, I'm not going to say anything right now, right? Like it's the same thing with those reactions. So we're creating the same limitations over and over and over again. And that's why people make the same amount of money year after year after year because they're, they're, they're not changing. So it's almost like you have to have the reaction mm. cool off, align with what you want and hold alignment with you what you want while life starts to do it. Because when you shift the frequency of you, you'll start thinking different thoughts mm -hmm. and the thoughts will be different. And then you'll start thinking different actions, right? And so, but most of us don't hold the faith and certainty of the higher frequency while the actions fall in. We usually react at the action level instead of here. And so what I believe is happening is we're learning a new mode of operation on how to play this game of life. Because prior to this, it was action, reaction, action, reaction. But now we got access to this higher level where we can literally start to shape reality around us. You know, it's crazy as you're saying this too, because I, I don't think, regardless of what anybody believes, I don't think you can look around and yeah. not see evolution. And all you're really saying is that our minds are evolving and, and we're just becoming another version of ourselves. But, yeah. and you, you, you said this a couple of times today, but just bringing it back to like something so simple. And it's like, when I asked the question earlier, like, why do most people not think about it? And you're like, cause they don't think about it. They don't um, think about it. But yeah, when you're talking about this higher consciousness and another version, like I, I've been pondering this for a while. Cause everybody always says, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And everybody's like wanting to find people to spend, you know, better people to spend more time with. And I've often thought like, if I find find five people that mm -hmm. are going to like try to, you know, level me up. Like why the hell would they let me hang out with them if I'm just going to stay where I am? And so I've often, you know, just been reframing this question. It's like, well, who do I have to become in order to hang out with those five people that have kind of like a next level? And so yesterday you were talking about, uh, uh, you know, a frequency. And if I'm playing here and I want to get here or I'm here and somebody else is here, which I just kind of correlated with the average of the five people, I think that's the that's the real thing that we don't want to think about like evolution and everything else. But what you're saying makes so much sense. Like our brains are evolving or they're not because we're just not thinking about it and we're not accepting it. And there's yeah. work involved. When I talk like this three years ago, people would think I'm nuts. Yeah. Now people, people are like, oh, they're, they're, you know, because I think the average collective for everybody. But here's the other thing that's going to make you scratch your noodle is that like, you know, we've heard that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. But that's also a belief. That's also a frequency. So there are lots of different places we align, we, we provide alignment. And the reason most people don't think about it is because they're operating in a mindset where they don't think about it. Mm. 
So like when I start working with clients, there's like multiple areas where you have to apply alignment. Well, first of all, you have to understand what alignment is. Then you go alignment with the target. Am I aligned with the target? Is it the right target? And the whole reason I aim people at impossible targets is because impossible targets are usually intuitive based, right? And when you follow your intuitive based target, that's the one that's going to challenge you the most and give you the most amazing results, right? So we got to align you with the target, got to align you with time, got to align you with money, right? You can't believe rich people are greedy and make money. We got to align you with yourself. Like, is are you an asset or a liability? Like when you think about your past, are you empowered or are you disempowered, right? How much misalignment there? Because it, one of the big evolutions I've found in life is when you get over yourself and you realize you're a flawed human, no matter what you do, you're always going to make mistakes. So when you get over yourself, the next phase of your life begins. The fifth area is this is what I call the process of life. So often our brains are focused on the process and how we do and how we're working and how we're, but we don't usually think about how we think about how we think because that's a frame too. So you have the ability and I figured out how to do with my belief change process and my frame shift process to like literally reshape how you think. And a lot of times, like when I first started coaching with people, they don't believe change can happen that fast. No, it doesn't happen. Why? Because they have past references, but that's also a belief. So you got to change that belief. So there's almost like a, there's a set of, of frames and beliefs I need to put in place before they can operate this way. Yeah. And then you start to become free and then you start to become open and expansive. And then you just like can expand there. But it really comes down to, it's the simplest way to describe is what I do is I remove the resistance to it occurring. You have- because, because it's an attraction-based universe, right? So if you don't have it, you're in resistance to it. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And I'm I'm curious on the, on that note too. We were discussing this a little bit uh, yesterday, but there's some beliefs that I had that were good beliefs. Sure. Um, you know, you and I were talking like, well, here's yeah. here's a belief. So my default was no for many years because you know mm-hmm. I had I was running a business, I was investing, I had yeah. young kids, I had a stay at home wife, and so hey Mike, can you go on this trip? Hey Mike, can you go to dinner? Hey Mike, can you have a meeting? No, 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 no. Yeah. And that was a good belief. That was a good process that I had built. But we were, when I moved to Austin last year, I, I like, I found myself, you know, not with people and I was just automatically saying no. And my kids are older now. They're 22, um, 21 next week and, and 19. And, and I like almost went into this weird state of like, cause I need to be with people. Mm-hmm. And I started like really questioning, like what's going on with me? And I had realized that this default no and yet also simultaneously not being with my people as much because my kids are gone, they're out of the house. Um, that was a good belief that had served me for a long time and a good process. But then I wake up one day and I'm like, I'm in a new season. And so I'm curious, like, well, I think it's obvious, but it can be a good belief that you just need to reprogram too. Well, absolutely. Every belief that is created by your mindset, which is typically a reaction to a reality, which is usually the justification of a positive or negative result. Why did that happen? Your brain tells you why, right? That's so your brain, you're, so like you, you went to school and you remember that in sixth grade, you just, for some reason you studied extra hard, you had some extra time, your TV broke that week. So you studied four extra days and then you got an straight A and then you realize that when I study four days, I, I get it, right? So then that becomes a new frame you're operating in. So, and it could also be like, well, I, um, I went to a race and I wanted to race in the, in, in the track meet and I, I practiced every single day and I just lost everybody. And then you, and you say, I'm just not that fast. And maybe you are racing against the top athletes in the country, right? But it doesn't matter because you, your, your justification of that result was 
the stories, the reason why. And the brain creates those so you don't go crazy, mm. right? So it's the justification of the story is the why things happen. Now, there's positive ones and negative ones. and But every single one of those beliefs is created to out of positive intent to help you. It's either to justify something positive or to soften negative emotion and protect you. It's one of those two. And even positive beliefs, you will eventually outgrow. That's it. Even so it's like wow. even positive beliefs, you will eventually outgrow. Eventually, any positive belief will most likely, not everyone, but most of them will eventually become a bottleneck to your next evolution at some point. Jeez. So good, man. I, you can you can feel it though. Yeah, you can feel it. Like like most of us don't use our guidance system. Mm-hmm. It's our emotions. Like you can feel it. So it's like all you have to do is be aware of that, and you can uncover the misalignment. It's everybody's feeling it. Do you think the like? I think so many people that I've talked to that like I think they're just so used to also getting let down. When you were talking about we don't use our guidance system, yeah. Um, I, is that, that's a major issue. Like people just can't, I feel like people's dreamers are broken. They are hundred percent. They grew up, they got bored, you know, or they're going the mental toughness route, you know, and they're certainly, and I like Jocko. Uh, he's got some awesome stuff. Fantastic. But you have to be cautioned because that mental toughness is great to, to stay in the game. Like I'm not going to give up, but if you're ignoring all of your emotions, you're ignoring your indicators of alignment. Mm. So you could be one degree off the target. And if it doesn't matter how hard or how fast you go, if you're one degree off the target, you're never going to hit it. And that's usually what happens. Man, this is so good. The one thing that I can say, we're, we're up against the timeline here, but the one thing that I can say is every single time that I have you know, changed my belief about something, number one, seen it, and then actually moved into that, it's because of you know, a mentor, a coach, a community, mm-hmm. a pod, whatever, a mastermind. Um, I want to for my audience's sake, I want to make sure that we, you know, we take some time and share how they can connect with Jason Dries and, and participate in the, you know, the coaching and, and the process that so many people have found success with. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, number one, go to my podcast. It's called Do the Impossible. Uh, and number two, go to mondaymindsetreset.com. Mm. I'll say it three times. Like the car, remember like the truck, the off-road commercial monster truck shows, right? MondayMindsetReset.com. 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 Because I do a free 20-minute call every single Monday. So every Monday at 10 o'clock central, I will give you an alignment for the week. So I'm actually creating a movement and we're going to change the world with a 20-minute alignment every Monday. So if you go to MondayMindsetReset.com and also the Facebook group, you can join that for free. That's the easiest way to get started. Just go there. If you want to do coaching, that'll you you can find coaching through there but just start with the monday mindset reset it's an awesome call every week that's amazing man well we have another call to jump on so any 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 final things that you want to share or um words of wisdom anything you want to give away whatever yeah like go bigger you know go bigger dream bigger get in the game you know aim at impossible targets if if you need some help you can read my book do the impossible but it's like life is everybody's going to have struggle. Mm. That's not going to go away. You have struggle. Mm. I have struggle. Yeah. But I'll tell you, having a lot more success, the struggles are better than without it, right? Because we still have struggles. Maybe some people str- who don't make any money are struggling too, but they're, they're, there's always struggle. Yeah. But anything can happen next. Like your life can change tomorrow out of one new connection or one email or one Instagram post. But if you're not open to it, you'll never see it. So good, man. I I feel like you're going to be a regular on my show. I'll have you back. I promise audience. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again for your time and all the wisdom, man. There's, it's almost impossible to, 
pack in a 45 minute session with you. It's crazy. Yeah, this is my passion. You know, this is what I do. So um, yeah, no, thanks for the opportunity to be here, Mike. It was great to connect. Thank you, sir. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.